I've never dealt with this before. I've been drinking coffee for over 30 years and I've never spit out a coffee. I've never been burned by a hot coffee before. Well, yeah, we're actually not liable for that. We, we can't actually li like legally give you medicine. This Earl is not a doctor. I'm he not came, a doctor. Like, he, he's not gonna come out here with a plate of, you know, eggs and pancakes from the side of Tylenol. Welcome to the Any Last Words Podcast. I don't know why I said that. I don't know why I said that. The Any Last Words Pod. <laughs> uh, my name is Keon, aka Almighty the DJ. <laughs> and I make it awkward every time. <laughs> maybe that maybe I just made it awkward. Maybe I just maybe, did that yeah, to maybe you. you just made I it just fuck you up sometimes. Fuck me up a little bit. My name is Earl Lonnie Hooks, aka Young One with themselves. Special thanks to everybody out there joining us on this audio adventure on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, as well as YouTube Tube. When, is, when that's a thing? This is, yeah. <laughs> when this that's is a thing. quite the audio adventure. I like how you said that. Indeed. I am going to be telling the people what our sponsor is. This episode, episode 54, I believe, yes, mm -hmm. is brought to us, brought to you all by Abundance. Mm. An extremely plentiful or over-sufficient quantity or supply, overflowing fullness, affluence, wealth. Uh, I'm not necessarily uh, exactly sure how that's going to tie into things. Okay. It's something I've been thinking about a lot. I think it's something that a lot of people don't think about a lot. Well, I know it's not a random word that you just chose. No, sometimes it's, it's like my process is weird. I'll have a random flux of words and ideas and concepts going through. And I know that they tie into certain things that I'm thinking about and want to talk about. And it just sort of takes time for me to weave them in. Okay. Actually, I know how I'm going to start this. All right. Similarly to the last one, I would like to start this with, with a, with a story. And actually on the last one, we talked about how we haven't had a customer service story in a long time. So now right. we're going to, we're going to bring a customer service story into Let's this. Let's do it. Uh, not a hot take. This is just a reasonable take. Okay. I'm going to give first to right. set this story up. I think that 2021, 2022, just in probably next five years are going to blow 2020 out the water when it comes to ridiculous antics that, that are going to be made memeable for people. People are going to start acting crazy. I mean, the, the, the start again. January 6th was what? The Capitol riots, right? right the insurrection. Right. So, right. so, that kind of set the tone for a lot of things. Reason I say this, this isn't just out of my ass, is if you've done your research, you've been looking around, maybe you were in touch with yourself, people you've been around, read news, just observe. We know that there's been wild mental deterioration in 2020 for various reasons. People inside the house not being able to communicate with people, us being social beings. That's a very important thing that people need is interaction with other people. There was drug abuse through the roof, alcohol abuse through the roof, domestic abuse through the roof. Just a lot of things that went wrong for a lot of people. Financial ruin. There was a lot of mental deterioration that happened. Suicide rates skyrocketed, right? Yeah. But everyone's in the house. It's getting warm out. People are noticing 
everyone's out. Yeah. Things are opening up. Yeah. People are getting rid of masks. Vaccinations coming through. Yeah. People are outside. So what I'm thinking is for a lot of people, 2020 wasn't that great for right. their psyche. Right. But they were inside. Right. So we got to see certain numbers of things going on, but numbers are different than looking at the thing with your eyes, observing the thing with your senses. Okay. So when I'm riding down a road and it's this beautiful weather and the flowers are blossoming and you get that summer feel, you might even play Summertime by Fresh Prince. You just get that. I know I did the other day. I look, man. Summer, summer, summertime. It's a timeless classic. Summertime. Timeless classic. You feel good. Absolutely. And so what I had the other day, a moment in my car was a bittersweet moment because I'm playing that song. I'm, I'm cruising. The window's down. It feels, it's beautiful. And I'm looking at all these people and I'm like, this is beautiful. People are coming out again. It feels kind of regular. Like people, neighbors talking from across the street, like people are just happy to see other people and get out there. Okay. That's the sweet. The bitter is everyone's outside. <laughs> it's just the other, op- it's the opposite end of the coin. Holy shit. We're now just going to get to see all that mental deterioration but just, just outside, let, let loose. Everyone's coming outside, so we're just gonna get to see. You have changed during the quarantine. Yeah. I've changed. Yeah. Everyone has changed to some degree, but a lot of, for a lot of people, it was for the worse. Yeah. So now we're just gonna get to see a lot of people that we didn't get to see for a year mm-hmm. outside. Now conveying and demonstrating just how dismal their life had been mm-hmm. and how dismal and dis, uh, disparaging their mental health had become through the past year, but now out and about with other people. So I feel like it's just going to get wild. So, I mean, when you say that, do you mean people are just going to be conveying and telling their stories? Or no, I think just, out? yeah, I think just through their actions, we're just going to get to see just how bad this affected people for the the years to come. I think okay. that there's going to be a wild ripple effect and just the summer of 2021 is just the, just the brim of it. Okay. It's just the surface of it, but we're going to get to see the shit really start popping off. Okay. Now that's how I'm setting this up. Not to say that this person in this story was a great person before the quarantine and this just hit him like this, but I'm just I just decided to set it up that way. Customer service story, we're both into it. We've been into it a long time. We know the ins and outs of it. We know the etiquette that we are expected to have. We've also talked about how I feel like people on the other side don't understand consumer etiquette. Mm-hmm. That shit don't that doesn't exist. I don't know which is worse. By the way, everyone, we do we have a, a secret watcher today. A secret watcher, secret listener in the back, that making sure some stuff is going well for us. You might hear some chuckles, some laughs, possibly if we're funny enough. Got a live audience today. Um, wanted to wanted to see the magic happen in front of them. Um, okay, here we go. Tell me about it. You know that at my very fine establishment of work, it's a very fine place. Okay. We've talked about some people that got sticks up their asses. They've never heard no before. They don't expect no. I do understand the idea of I'm paying X amount of dollars. It's a high amount of dollars. I expect X amount of experience out of you. Right. Okay. So I understand. I understand high level customer service. I, I get that. And why people feel like they're entitled to if they're paying a certain amount of money. There's only but so much I'm allowed to care, though. Mm hmm. 
I care about the human experience, which you probably ought to if you're going to be in customer service. Yeah. But I can only care but but for so long. Right. Once you take it past a certain point and I feel like what you're doing is now exaggeratory, I'm not I'm not going to care past that point. I'm working one day last week. There is a restaurant that you have to pass in the whole establishment that I work in. There's a restaurant you have to pass in order to get to my restaurant. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. You know this. Yeah. In that first restaurant, there's a little thing that they do called a grab and go. You can just go there and get small things. If you just wanted like fucking muffins and bananas and maybe a coffee, you go there and grab those things. You keep it moving. If you want a real breakfast, you come sit down, have the dining experience. You come to us. There was a family. Well, first, I'll I'll, I'll explain it this way. There was a woman that decided she was going to stop at this first restaurant and grab something before she came to our restaurant. One we can break this down as we go. I already find that to be interesting that you're just going to stop at this first restaurant, even though you're about to take the next 10 steps to walk to my restaurant seat and be and be served. Right. right. So it's interesting anyway. But whatever. She stops there. She asked the lady for a latte. This is before she gets to my restaurant. She said, can I have a latte, please? He says, of course, ma'am. I, I love to. Goes, makes the latte. For those that don't understand, because Again, I have to stop thinking that everybody knows things that I know. Latte is shots of espresso. I was just about to ask you, what is the difference between a latte and a a coffee, an espresso, a cappuccino? Well, you know know that a coffee is just, it's just the coffee bean extract, right? Like, that's just what that is. It's just straight I'm not a coffee drinker, so I'm ignorant. Right. (laughs) But, okay, so it's just just coffee beans grounded. Right. And then brewed, right? Okay. With like hot water. Right. So like right, that right. is coffee. Right. No cream, no sugar, no nut. That like that is just black coffee. Then if we're talking about a latte or cappuccino, now we're talking about shots of espresso. Okay. Right. In you, the coffee? In the No, 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 no. Oh, just, just by themselves. Yeah, just okay. yeah. They're strong enough gotcha. on their own. Gotcha. Right. And then with that, what makes it a latte is is milk okay. added into it. Cappuccino is foam. It's mostly foam in, in espresso. Why would somebody just want mostly foam? Some people, it's a consistency thing. Some people like the consistency of, of foam. Some people just like it. Some people just like airy, light, fluffy foam on top of espresso. I don't know. Maybe you'd have to get into it to truly understand. Maybe I'll, I'll make you a, a cappuccino one day. I'll get you one. Okay. But that's what people like. And then some people like lattes, which is mostly milk and espresso. Gotcha. Okay. Either way, she asked for a latte. This is going to take way too long on this. So she, <laughs> so, she, so she asked for a latte. Girl said, yeah, I'm going to go make it for you. She brought her back a latte in a, in, a, in a cup with a lid. Cup says, caution hot. You about to make me mad. <sighs> The w- <laughs> I am. The woman takes a sip of the latte, immediately spits it everywhere in the restaurant. That's that's od. That's a lot. This is just this, this isn't the, this is the tip of the iceberg that's for the lot. story. By the way, this is the tip of the iceberg. In a pandemic. She just spit all over the place. I'm so glad that you said that. That's so funny because, again, there's going to be a part later on in which I have to bring up that exact point. The tone deafness that you don't understand. We're in a pandemic. You spitting something everywhere. 
as an adult. Right. Like you're an adult. Right. I, I understand that it's hot, but you're <laughs> really. That's crazy. Like you're giving the sprinkler out the. That's like you're really doing all of that. Like that's at that point, it's kind of theatrics. It is. It's fine. Whatever. She yells at the lady. How could you do this? What is this? This is this is absolutely this is irresponsible. This is unacceptable of you. Where's your manager? Gets the manager, one of the many managers, directors that's actually going to end up talking to this woman throughout her entire stay, right? Or the entire dining experience that I have with her. So she calls the manager. Manager's like, I'm so sorry, ma'am. You know, latte is usually hot. Uh, you know, sorry about that. She was like, well, this is too hot. This is ridiculously hot. Well, what temperature would you like it to be? Right. What's what's a good temperature? And for you? also, by the way, <laughs> for people that make these types of drinks, the number one complaint is it's not hot enough. Can I get I need a piping hot latte because through time it will cool off. Yeah. Like, I can wait if I want to. But I would like it to be hot when I get it. Most people like their their hot drinks hot when they get it, hot food hot when they get like they just want things hot. Right, right. Okay. So she leaves. They give her. They were going to try to give her a burn gel, but they they don't make burn gels for the tongue. Okay, so we didn't have that. They gave her Hold like on. y'all have burn gels on deck if people's coffee is not too hot? Ne- not necessarily for. If it, the coffee's too hot, but we have burn gel because we're a food and beverage place and people get burns. You It's a kitchen, okay. so people oh, get okay, burns, okay. so you put burn gel on okay. your skin if you burn okay, yourself. Okay. And that you. happens frequently in the kitchen. Cuts, burns, stuff like that. I got so you have first aid kit. Right. Okay. So we ended up, the manager ended up just giving her some ice. Ice in a cup. Said, put this on your tongue. That's the best we can do. Right. She comes now, enter Earl into the story. Okay. She comes, sits down. It's my table. I go over there. And I'm so glad the way I'm telling this because I'm leaving out certain pieces of information that's going to be funny in the end. Now, she comes, sits down with me. I go over to the table, talking to her. And immediately, Earl, um, I just came from the other restaurant. And I just and by the way, I'm not making this voice just to make fun of her. This is the way she's talking to me because I know I do that a lot. She says, Earl, honestly, that was unacceptable. Someone needs to talk to this woman. That is not okay to give someone a drink like that. My tongue hurts. This hurts a lot. Earl, is there anything you can do? What are you supposed to do? Can what? you can you do something about this? What is she expecting you to do? I don't know. So she said, is there is there some recommendation that maybe you can talk to your head chef about? Or there's got to be some medicine you can give me? I go, I, ma'am, please allow me to go talk to the head chef about this. I'll notify him. Discrepancy here. We'll, we'll figure this out. I go back, talk to him. He's laughing. Right? Because he's just of like, oh, wow. Like, she's, he's really... Like, okay, this is just another one of those things where you felt like you heard it all, yeah. you've seen it all, yeah. and someone brings it to you in another form, right. some bullshit in another form. Right. Right. I've seen people, I've heard stories about people ripping up $5 bills in half, giving somebody half the $5 bill, being like, go do that, and when you get back, you'll get the other half. I've seen people put, you know, bags of shit in someone's hand before. Right? We've, seen, we've talked about these things before, but not, my tongue is burned. Can you do something about my tongue now? I go in there. He says, well, listen, go get these little smoothies that we have. Bring her like three little smoothies. They're cold. They're thick. Tell them to just like set those on her tongue. You know what I mean? And that that should help a little bit. I bring those out. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for this. Early. This is amazing. Blah, blah, blah. OK, let me put my food order in. 
She gets her food order in. I bring it back out to her. Once the food is ready, Earl, I can't even eat the food. Every time I try, it it hurt. It like it, it it's sort of like like when it touches the tongue. And at this point, you have to understand that I'm sort of perturbed. I'm kind of done with her. Like I've written her off because I'm I'm pissed off. So I now want to have a little bit of fun with her. And something it, the way she's talking to me, it leads me to believe that I can have a little bit of sarcastic fun with her in my mind, and she's not going to catch on to it. Mm-hmm. So when she's saying it, kind of feels like like when I put the the food on my tongue, it kind of feels like I finished it for her, and I said it's sort of like like accentuates the fire, right? Like it hurt, like it really hurt. And she was like, yeah, yeah, exactly like that. And she doesn't even, I'm laughing at her in my right, mind. Right. I'm just like, okay, well, you know, I'm sorry about the ma'am. Is, is there anything else you feel like, you know, we could do for you? There's no medicine that you can give? Well, yeah, we're actually not liable for that. We're, we can't actually li- like legally give you medicine. This Earl is not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. Like he, he's not going to come out here with a plate of, you know, eggs and pancakes with a side of Tylenol. Like, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, it's not. And also keep this in mind. This is a grown ass woman. We're talking about someone that's 45 ish, yeah. you know, upper 40, maybe lower 50, something like that. She's a grown woman. So how are you getting through life? If you can't, you ain't never dealt with a burned tongue before. Right. Which she said, I've never dealt with this before. I've been drinking coffee for over 30 years and I've never spit out a coffee. I've never been burned by a hot coffee before. I won. I find that very hard to believe. Me too. Because it's, it's coffee and it's hot and I, you've Me never too. burned it. And if you haven't burned it on coffee, you've had to burn it on something else in all your 50 years of living. Right. What'd you do then? Do that now. Like, what'd you do then? Did you go try to find someone and ask them recommendations on what to do with your tongue? You burn your tongue at some point in life. Right. Right. This is the COVID point. She looks at me, sticks her tongue out. She said, Earl, look at my tongue. Look at my tongue right now. All of this, the whole part right here, it all hurts so bad, Earl. So bad. This, this I'm sound. looking at her. It sounds like you don't even believe me right yeah, now. Yeah, it sounds like a, like a fucking show, like a sitcom. Like that's it, what it I sounds heard. Sounds like some dumb shit. That's what I heard from someone else. I told it to secret person. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's, it like it doesn't even make sense. Look at my tongue right now, sticking her tongue out at me. Yeah, out mouth wide open. You don't know how I feel about COVID. You yeah. don't know if I'm like, yo, can you please put your tongue back in your mouth? Close your mouth. Like stop sticking your tongue out at me right, right now. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, you're a grown ass woman. It's an episode of Seinfeld. I also like to keep. The, I also like to to put this in here now because this is pretty much the end of the story. She didn't even do this for money, by the way. She didn't do this for a free meal because we tried to. Because five managers had to come talk to her throughout this entire process because she kept asking for managers. What a drama queen! And she didn't even do it. They were just like, you know, we're gonna take care of your entire meal. She was like, no, no, I don't want that because it's already taken. It's already included in the package that I have here. I just wanted to bring into you all's attention. So she's not even doing this to get away with nothing. This is just really her. This is just really the way that she's processing this information mm-hmm. and wants to express it to it's us. It's just some spoiled brat syndrome. Now, I'm glad you said spoiled brat syndrome because that brings me to my really my last point on this. She was fine to me. She wanted to pay. She wanted to give me a nice tip. So I'm not upset with her over those types of things. I think mostly what I'm upset at her about is the fact that it wasn't just her. She was there with the family. She had her husband there the entire time and two children, small children, probably eight and nine, nine and ten, something like that, sitting there with her. 
Okay. They're sitting there coloring, talking amongst themselves the entire time. This is this is what she's giving off to them. This is the the example that she's setting for them. I'm also thinking about, well, what do you do when they burn their mouth or if they get in yeah. trouble? Like, what, like, do you help them as a mother? How do you, if yeah. you come into me like this as a 50 year old mother, like, what are you doing for them? Right. If they get into some shit. They, right. Like, and then the father didn't say a word, a word. The whole, he didn't even make eye contact with me. He just sat there with his scent bed and just looked at the food. Because he, he deal with this shit on a daily basis. That's what I said. It's just he, like, it's y'all's turn. Yeah. I deal with this enough. I came Absolutely. here to relax. I'm not dealing with this woman right now. Absolutely. He just sat there kind of like a little smirk on his face. He was just like, mm, like, y'all don't even know the half of it. And just kept eating his food. Didn't say a word. Mm-hmm. That's my little customer service story. Nothing. But the reason I brought that up in conjunction with Abundance, the sponsor of this episode, mm-hmm. Is because I'm thinking, you are here spending all sorts of money at this place. We know it ain't cheap. I know the prices for everything. It's a lot of money. And I also know, because it's my job to know, you've been here for about a week. So you've been spending big bucks. Y'all got money. Mm-hmm. Y'all are pretty secure in that standpoint, in, right. the, in the financial standpoint, right? You're here in one of the most beautiful places you can find. And here in, in the wonderful state of Virginia. Surrounded by affluence, stars, politicians, whatever the case may be. Just beautiful landscape. Everything plush. And you just abundance. Just an abundance of, of wealth in various ways and various facets. And you find yourself, and this isn't just necessarily geared towards her or directed towards her, but everyone that finds themselves in this position of of not counting your blessings. You're in a place like this with just the most abundance. Anything you could possibly ask for aside from a tongue burn gel is going to be, is going to very quickly be brought to you. Yep. Right? On a fucking on a silk pillow. Like anything you want is going to be brought to you right now. You want a pillow? We can bring that to you. You want a cover? You want a seat cushion? You want anything? We're trying to take care of you and your family's bill. Whatever it is you want, we're here to give it to you. But you're just upset. And so for me, when I think about abundance, and this may come up in other conversations, other topics we have today is if you can be the type of person to take a little bit of time and figure out the abundance that is present in your life, if you can tap into that, there should there should be no room in that moment for you to be upset. Right. There should be no room for it because you just understand how much is riding on these moments, how much is really behind you, just how strong the wind pushing you is. Right. You have so much going for you, lending its hand to... To your your benefit in any given moment, mm-hmm. but you're completely blind to those things, and this one small thing is fucking up your whole world right now. As if you're not surrounded by gold, right? It's very very interesting to me that people lose sight of the abundance that's in their life mm-hmm. on a on a constant basis. So that's sort of where I wanted to where I wanted to start this. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that kind of got that kind of got a little deep. It was funny. <clears throat> It was a shallow moment, but it's deep. And I, you know, I find I, you know, I always try to find the teachable moments in, in what seems to be the monotonous drudgery of our everyday lives. Well, 
I've come across a teachable moment for myself here recently. Um, I, you know, I talked to you yesterday about something that I wanted to talk about. Uh, now I'm about to send you the oop here. So mm. I, I came across a story that I thought was really, you know, heartwarming. Um, and really opened my eyes up to something very interesting. So there was a blind and deaf man at the airport accompanied by his sister who he visits often. Okay. And so, you know, this was, and this was in the last two weeks. Or um, so. Honestly, I'm not sure when it happened. Mm. It, there was no date or time for the story. Mm. It was just something that, you know, a small article that I happened to read. Okay. Um, this whole, everything, all this was kind of captured by a passenger that was also on the plane. Mm. So I'm going to start the story out. With, I'm just going to start it out with the story itself. So, okay. This guy gets on the plane. He's blind and deaf. He obviously needs some assistance. Yes. Uh, his original seat is a window seat. Mm. Uh, the person sitting in the window or the person um, sitting in the aisle decides to, you know, just swap with him so that he can easily access the bathroom or get some help from somebody if 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 need be. Yes. Um, Sounds like a reasonable, decent person. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So on top of that. The flight attendants, you know, they're they're being very mindful of what's going on in front of them. They're allowing this man to, you know, feel their arms and touch their face and things like that. And oh, everything's wow. cool. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Everything's cool. And so hmm. even with that, there's still a struggle, you know. Uh he ends up having to get up and go to the bathroom. Um, you know, he's he's getting up, you know times where he's not supposed to get up while on the flight mm. people are having to help him walk him to the bathroom things like that right um and that's all good because you expect someone with those types of disabilities to need some sort of assistance yeah right um and you would assume that all the people all the officials are trained right you i mean i would hope that would all hope these so. people are trained so. for this sort of thing would hope so yes okay um right. and even at you know, even to the point where, you know, it gets to a point where, like, he still needs a level of help that these people can't provide for him. Luckily, there happens to be a girl on the plane that knows American Sign Language and someone that can do it in a way in which he understands. Uh, obviously, he can't see the sign language. So for people that are blind and deaf, uh, you, you have to do hands. it. Yeah, you have to do it in their hands. Yes. And the point of this story is I felt very ignorant when I was reading the story. Cause I'm just thinking like, Oh, this guy's blind and deaf. He's going to, he's supposed to be somewhere in a home somewhere for blind and deaf people. They don't do anything. They're just, Oh, they're I just, did not see where this was going. Okay. They're, they're, I feel like they're for some reason, I felt like they're just to have that combination of disability. I'm it's just heavy. I'm sure. just thinking like, Oh, they're probably just, they probably just sit and and just do, have someone assist, yeah, yeah. Just assist them all day long. They don't do anything. What type of fun can they have? Mm -hmm. Like, what are they doing with their lives? So I was flabbergasted just seeing that this man was traveling by himself. Like the sister didn't get on the plane. With okay. Him. I was like, wait a second. I was like, I thought it, yeah, his sister no, was there the with sister, him. Oh, he, she was just there he just was to help visiting. him. Yeah. Just getting him through TSA. Yeah. 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 Making sure he got on the right flight. Right. All that good stuff. Shit. Sometimes I'll be needing help with that. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Shit. And so airports are confusing. I'm just sitting here and I'm like, wow, 
I'm completely ignorant to the fact that these people do have capabilities. They, yes. Like I'm like I would have never expected for someone that was blind and deaf to just be taking flights on their own like that. Mm. Because as the sister, I mean, how do I know that he's gonna get the care that he needs while he's on that flight? Mm. Like what how can I can't just assume that, you know? They, these flight attendants, I mean, they're trained, but they're not sitting here, they're not in the trenches with these people all the time. They don't yeah. and, and as an individual, you don't even know this person. You don't know what what you know is what's gonna make him flip out you don't mm. know what's gonna tick him off mm. you don't know what's gonna just send him over the edge yeah you know what i'm saying so i was just like wow like what have i like i've just been sitting here thinking the entire time like oh they just blind. got all these people quarantined off somewhere yeah, being uh, taken they're, place. they're blind and deaf so they're just over here in a place just living a blind deaf. A, a blind deaf life not doing anything just being blind and deaf so well and, i'm well again i'm glad because this isn't the first time that you've done this where you've gone and i'm trying to think of the last time where you you read oh it was when the, the woman you came in on the podcast and you talked about a woman you watched the movie or a documentary about a woman that had a uh, compulsive disorder. Um, like right. she would have, uh, she, she would have seizures, seizures exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. based on something. I don't know if she had epilepsy or what the case was, but yeah. she, she was having seizures. And then just this idea dawned on you of, Oh wow. There are people out here that at any given moment, this could take place and they, or the people around them need to know what steps need to be taken in order for this to not go wrong. Right. 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 And I'm glad that you have these moments because just acknowledging that you don't know what the fuck is going on and that something opens your mind up and you decided maybe I'm going to read into this a little bit more and start thinking about it, bring it to the podcast, talk to someone about it, bring up this sort of conversation is great because you're not the only one. No, I'm not. I'm certain someone else is going to see this and be like, damn, like they really be out there. But go ahead. You have something to say. Well, yeah, no, I'm just going to say the main point of this story is I pride myself in being able to mm. put myself in other people's shoes. Yeah. I, I pride myself in being able to have compassion yeah. for other people, being able to read and analyze and kind of see their situations for what it is. But for the for for the first time in a long time, I ca- I can't do that. I mm. don't know what that's like. Mm-hmm. So I can't put myself in the shoes of someone that's blind and deaf. I don't even know. I can't even fathom. I'm trying to think about it. Like I like it would like I can't even just close my eyes and do this and just like just I don't and still conceptualize yeah, what it's I, truly I don't even like. know what's going on in the mind of someone that's never seen or heard anything before. Yes. Yes. So I I had to stop and tell myself, well, Keon, you are ignorant to this. Mm-hmm. But you can't you can't necessarily beat yourself up about it because this is just truly hard to understand. Yeah. For anyone that isn't blind or deaf or for anyone that isn't used to dealing with someone mm-hmm. that's blind or deaf. Yeah. So all it really takes is, like most things, some research. So when, yeah. you know, last year when I decided I was going to start learning American Sign Language and I've retained some of it. You start clearly when you start to learn. And this is what I love about learning different languages is you can't learn a language without bringing in the culture. Like right. that's a huge part of language is right. you you have to learn about the culture. So in that, I learned that in the deaf community, we don't look at things as disabilities. OK, like that's 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 not what this is. And it's it, it may be hard for people to wrap their mind around that. 
But you also have to understand that for certain things that are that you may seem uh, or you may see as hindrances to certain people's experience in life, they they might see as a plus. Yeah, that like it, it it might it might work out that way. They might be using their senses or experiencing life in a much more fulfilling way. In another aspect, right, that other people don't because maybe they're not missing that thing. Mm-hmm. So, going back to abundance, these people are finding abundance in their life, regardless of whether they have these senses or not. They still are able to tap into the abundance that life has for them, even without these things, which is which is interesting because, again, you can give all these things to us people that have all these senses. And then we don't see the abundance like the lady screaming and spitting latte everywhere. Right. She has all her senses, but yet she doesn't see the abundance. Right. So it's, it's interesting sometimes thinking about who has things worse and who has things better. This go, kind of goes back to our victim conversation you know what I mean? Of last week or week before that uh-huh. is who has things better? Who has things worse? When, when we talk about this, what it makes me think of is you're right. There are people out there that don't have a lot of senses that we have and they go out and they still have a great life and they accomplish a lot of things that a lot of people don't accomplish mm-hmm. with all their senses. Yeah. And that sort of thing brings a, a, a responsibility, again, if you're going to be aware enough and think through it enough, for me, it brings a certain responsibility on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. I have all these senses. So who am I to be complaining about a lot of shit? Right. Who am I to be saying that I can't achieve certain things because I wasn't given this, that, and the third? Mm-hmm. But then the other people are like, motherfucker, you can see, you can hear. <laughs> But you talking about, oh, but you weren't given this, that, and the third, like the same, like these spoon-fed people out of Silicon Valley or whatever the fuck. Like, you don't have to be them in order to succeed. You were given more than enough, you fucking ungrateful piece of shit. You were given more than enough. And I look at it that way, and it makes me think about conversations I've had with my father. You know, heavily on the liberal side, you'll have the stance of very wealthy people especially corporations ought to be taxed more. They ought to be distributing money in a, in a better, more efficient, more effective way throughout the ranks underneath them. Right. A lot of people feel that way. Got all this money. Fuck you. You need, you'll need all of that. Put some of that back underneath for the people that truly need it. Right. Right. But one, people don't know that if you make, you know, like $30,000 or more, you're already in the top 1% of the world. So you, so you're kind of in that too. Mm-hmm. Like we're in that problem as well. We're a part of the problem now. Mm-hmm. Now you're a part of being, now you're deemed an oppressor from another standpoint. Uh-huh. You make 30,000, like you could be giving money to some people that don't have clean water or something like that. Are you doing that? Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're not distributing the money that you're getting into the ranks underneath you, right? People don't like to see that part. They don't want to be, a part. they just want to be Oppressed. They don't want to be the oppressor. They don't uh-huh. want to see that part. But that's fine. That's for another part. Now, I look at everything again. You know me. I, I, I'm going to open this up a bit more, bringing it back to the indicators of the gross national happiness, all the different ways of looking at the way people can be happy and what really makes someone feel fulfilled in life. There's there's an intelligence. There's there's an uh, uh, a privilege of intelligence, a privilege of education, wherewithal, understanding. We all have these senses. We got 
enough money. We have an understanding and a level of education that allows us to see things and conceptualize things in ways that other people just haven't been privileged. Right. And that is a real privilege, just like the beauty privilege, just like whatever fucking privilege you think is a real thing. This is another one. It's an intellectual privilege. Right. So that makes me feel as though stories like the one you just told make me feel as though I have to put more of a responsibility on my shoulders. I have to handle more weight because just the way a lot of liberals feel like people should be giving more money back underneath. Again, money is not the only thing that equates to wealth for me. Right. Education and my brain power is wealth. Right. So if you have those things, I feel like those also have to be put back underneath. Those things also have to be distributed back in. So I look at all these things that I have, all this abundance in my life, whether it be all the senses I have, the education, intellect, the money, the security, the family backing me, the friends that I have. I look at all these different indicators of wealth for me. And I'm like, it's my responsibility as that wealthy person Mm -hmm. to help to put these things back into the airwaves. That's another reason why I do this podcast Mm -hmm. because I'm taking whatever it is I have, whatever insight, whatever understanding of things I have, and I'm putting it back out for the people. This is wealth. This is me redistributing wealth back into the people because I feel like it's necessary because I feel like it's abundant. It's, it's easily always perpetually accessible to me. Right. So yeah, I, I have to do that. So, um, I definitely, I mean, I commend all these people out here that do have to go through these these skirmishes of life mm-hmm. without these sorts of things and still come out on top because I've been privileged in a thousand ways. Do you think generally people with disabilities just kind of have a natural chip on their shoulder? Um, like they feel like they just kind of have to fight back and show the world that they aren't just I think, bodies. I think, I think that it... Uh, <laughs> I think that it it varies amongst the people like mm-hmm. everything. I think that clearly there's going to be a demographic of people out there just like again, this this is this bears too much semblance to the conversation we're having of degrees of victimization. Uh-huh. Everybody is going to say that they have something that's holding them back from being able to live a full, happy life. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm certain that there are people that are just like, man, fuck y'all. This is bullshit. (laughs) Like, we didn't ask for this. Y'all got this. Y'all got, you know, and I'm not saying that, again, that any of these things are necessarily incorrect. I'm just saying, let's tally it all up. Uh Let's try to look at everything. That's when people say count your blessings. That's what it is they're talking about. It's like, let's try to tally everything up. I understand that you have this, that, and the third working against you. This person has this, that, and this third working against them. And they have these things that they're a beneficiary of. You have certain things that you're a beneficiary of. That's just kind of the way it is. I don't mean to go super extreme, mm-hmm. but that nigga Ray Charles was ill. <laughs> Stevie Wonder is ill. Yeah, yeah. Like certain people out here, like they they made it work. Yeah. Now again, that that's an extreme, and people are gonna be upset, like, oh, okay, wow, really? Stevie Wonder and Ray Charles. I get it. I'm just saying they didn't allow what you call a disability right. to define them. Mm-hmm. That's the only point that I'm really getting on when it comes to the degrees of victimization and who has who what and whatever the case may be. Okay. So yeah, yeah, no, nah, I get that. Yeah. That's what yeah. I, I, I thought it was an interesting story, a story that really just opened my eyes up. I'm like, wow. Like, 
Yeah, we already on know. these planes, nigga. We flying. Yeah. We getting I, from A to I don't B. Know. I don't know. Hold what I my thought. hand, nigga. Take me to the bathroom. <laughs> all of this. Let me touch your face. Put the hand. Put the letters in my hand. All of that. Yeah, but I'm still out here though. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. out here. What's no, up? I, I love it. I love it. I mean. I can't possibly relate, but, you know, shout out to the people that have disabilities and are still very much thriving in their lives. You guys are, that's awesome. And, and shout out to all of you that take what people call a disability mm-hmm. and don't look at it as a disability. That too. That too. Because again, that, that's, that's, a, that's a real thing in that community. It's yeah. like, nigga, what you talking about? I don't know disability. <laughs> this is just who I am. This is, this is just what I was meant to be. Mm-hmm. And, you think I'm disabled, but there's something about you that's disabled. And yeah. maybe you're just not aware of it. Yeah. There's maybe you're the, just the type of person that do, doesn't is doing the exact opposite of you. Mm-hmm. That doesn't want to fucking learn about any of this stuff that sees that article and just like, oh, what the fuck are these, these blind deaf people talking about? I don't want to learn about this. I don't want to try to put myself in their shoes. I don't want to grasp any sort of understanding of what it is they're going through. Whatever it is they are in my mind, that's what they're going to be forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, that that could very well be the case, too. And that, in my eyes, is a disability. Yeah. You are disabling mm-hmm. the ability to learn right. and grow right. from opening yourself to, to things, period. Right. right. It doesn't necessarily have to be this thing, but just things, period. Right. So, if you're doing that, you're disabling the ability. So, you're disabled. Yep. So, yeah, like there's just different ways of looking at stuff. You know, it takes having to really think about things and work through them and workshop them in conversations like this or whatever the case may be to understand it. But uh, motherfuckers be out here. They be disabled and don't know it. Yeah. (laughs) They're mad disabled niggas out here. That's real. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. Fuck that. I killed that. Disable the ability. I killed. (laughs) Damn. See, this is see, this is what podcasting is. Matter of fact, matter of fact, let me let's let's let me we're gonna segue. Let me let me talk some shit real quick. All right. Have you ever thought? Because I've had multiple conversations before about how people do not respect other people's crafts. Mm-hmm. They see something; it looks easy. Because maybe the person doing it is good at what they do. Mm-hmm. So they make it look easy. Mm-hmm. And they say, oh, I can, I can do that. Right. Like, give me. And then some people might try to throw a qualifier in there. Man, give me like three months. Give me four months. And I just focus on this one thing. I'm, de- I'm doing it better than the people we're watching doing it. Mm-hmm. On the TV, on the phone, whatever the fuck. Whoever's getting paid to do this, I could do it. We've talked about this was our friend Reginald. Michael B. Jordan, that nigga garbage. Give me three, four months in the acting school, in the improv school. I'm blowing this nigga out the water. I'm going to be the next wh- whoever the fuck Killmonger right. in Black Panther. Let, right. Black, let Black Panther come around again. Let me let me go out for it uh-huh. so I can blow Michael B. Jordan out the water. Some people just feel that way about stuff. It gets a little weird when you start talking about athletics because that's physical ability. There's just certain things. You're not just going to become LeBron. Right. You're not just going to start jumping out the gym and dunking on grown ass men. There's just certain things physically you're not going to be able to do. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like mental things that people feel like they could hone their skills in, mm-hmm. they a lot of times I could do that. A lot of people just neglect the hard work and all the 10,000, 20,000 hours somebody has put into trying to perfect their craft, whatever. 
But now a moment of vulnerability, because I have had this and I'm about to tell you about it, but I'd like to ask you first. Is there ever been something where you look out and you say, I could, I really feel like I could do. I really feel like I could do that thing. I know that we're talking about not respecting people's crafts, but I truly feel like that thing, if I really was given some time, I could probably be ill. Like I could really do that thing better than this person that we're all that these one million people just gave views on 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 YouTube. I could do I could do that. Anything. Um, because I got one podcasting. Oh shit! Well, okay, I got two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you not have one? Oh, oh, oh! Is that what you're saying? Pod- that's podcasting. your answer. Oh, okay, okay. Well, then, yes. So that's your answer, and I now I have two because now I'm taking that one. Okay. <laughs> and this is clearly still with. Yeah, I'm taking. Yeah, I'm taking that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if. Because it's still the same realm of conversationalism and active listening, empathy, interviewing. We've talked about this before. Have we? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Off air. Probably. The thing is, I've seen interviewers fucking botch and just rip apart interviews that I would have loved to see a good interviewer do. Mm -hmm. And I can look at them and see the pockets where they failed, what I would have asked, when it got awkward unnecessarily, just weird things like that. And I've been super interested in people's processes. Now, this is something I think I've talked to you a little bit about is the artistic process for any individual, no matter what market they're in. No matter what discipline of artistry they're doing, I'm just floored. I'm so curious about any individual's process. Okay. Because, especially if you're doing something that I know I can't do. Mm -hmm. I just need to know how how your brain got you to that point. Mm -hmm. Because I know my processes and what it is I need to do to put myself in certain mental spaces in order for me to reap the benefits of the information opportunities presenting themselves. Right. Right. So when I just said I was going to talk some shit, this podcasting thing, it's a very, it's a new art. It's interesting. People are trying to find their ways around it, trying to understand the ins and outs, the technicalities of it. And it's, it's, a little, a, it's evolving I mean, and it's, every, it, all the time. Ex- yeah, exactly. And it's simply because you have this influx, this wildly enormous influx of podcasters. So you're getting so many different forms of it. You're getting so many different people doing it and whatever it means to them, because it's nothing but expression. You have some people where it's just two people podcasts like us having a good time. We bring together some some topics. Sometimes we know some of the things that we want to bring in. Sometimes we don't. We do that on purpose. It's a little calculated. A lot of it's just free flowing fluidity. That's just what it is we do. Then you have somewhere three, four or five people. It seems to me that those people are trying to tackle the issue of conversation getting dry or dull Ah. because you have four or five people. It's a lot easier to just keep things bouncing or else it ought to be. Yeah. For me. That doesn't combat dryness. 
I've been around people, four or five, six, seven people, however many people you want, and the conversation is dry. Just because you have a bunch of talking doesn't mean that it's <laughs> doesn't mean that it's savory. They just don't want the awkward silence. It doesn't mean it's That's talking about anything. Exactly. <laughs> a bunch of words just being thrown out doesn't yeah. mean that you're actually talking about anything. Right. So I see the things that we do here. Yeah, I'm beating on my chest a little bit. I think that what we do here is a little bit different. And mm. as artists that are competent and confident in what it is we do, that ought to be the way that we feel about what it is we're giving to the people. Absolutely. We've talked about this before. Local black ain't enough for me. Now, you want to be local black and really push some substance and treat the people with respect by giving them and, and treating their respect like gold, treating their time like gold. That's different. I think that's what we do. I think people hear that. I think it's, it's liquid gold mm -hmm. coming through the microphones through the mixer, into the computer, into their ears. Right. I think they can feel how we're talking, how we feel about the things we're talking about. We're not talking about things we don't give a fuck about. Right. We only come in here and talk about things that are actually affecting us in, in various ways, various levels. When it comes to interviewing, I think that I've, I've asked you to bring in a couple questions. Yeah. You have these questions? Yeah, I got you. Uh, we're, we're going to ask each other for the listeners. We're going to ask each other a couple questions that we feel like maybe you all would want to listen to or hear from us that maybe we haven't expounded on before. Maybe we have, but maybe we're going to ask each other to do it in a different way. I don't know what you have for me today. Would you like to go first? Would you like me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. So you said something very interesting to mm. us, uh, like last week or whenever the hell last time I was here. Um, you said that if this podcast were to stop, you'd kind of just be just a fragment of yourself, just kind of blah, uh, oh, more, damn, of a, more of a depressive type of state. That's that's what I got okay. from that. Okay. And I wanted you to maybe expound upon that and maybe kind of tell people maybe just what this podcast means to you and why you think that would happen to you if 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 this were to stop, if this were our last part. Last pod. Right, last episode. Yeah, episode 54 being the last one. We just lock it up after this. Yep. Well, the okay, so whatever it is I said, I don't, I mean, again, I don't know exactly what it is I said. You interpreted it that way. Yeah. That was a proper interpretation of whatever the fuck it is I said, because that's how I feel. Um, <laughs> so let me go ahead and expound on this fully. One, I just spoke on the redistribution of wealth. Mm-hmm. Very arrogantly, I think that I have some wealth to redistribute. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. I feel as though, again, because of the responsibility that I have, because of the privileges that I was given, this is how you justify your privileges. Right. So whatever privileges you have, you go ahead, you tally those up, you add them up. This is how I've been privileged. This is how I've been blessed in life by the powers that be. OK. OK. You look at those things. You say, damn. I actually got a lot going for me. Yeah. I have a lot of things that I can I can give to this planet. Now, when we're talking about artistic expression, all you have is 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 what you are. All you have is who you are. When it comes to your balls me, and your word. Your balls and your Tony Montana got it right. <laughs> when it comes to music, just think about your favorite artist. When people start going out of who they are, they call that pandering. Mm -hmm. And you can hear it. Mm -hmm. It's like, nigga, what are you talking about? This isn't you. There have been a couple of artists that I've that I've really kept up with over the years that I'm checking for. You know, it's like Kanye West and towards the later years, but John Mayer all the time. And I've said that these two artists, every time they put out a project, 
It's a proper representation of where they are as men at that point in time. Yeah. They just stay true to that. Mm-hmm. You, some of you might like it. Some of you might not. I might lose some fans. I might gain some other fans, whatever the case may be. But we've also talked about getting older and progressing as a human and knowing that some people going to get left behind. Mm-hmm. What Jay-Z said, sorry, mama, I promise it wouldn't change me, but yeah, I would have went, went insane, insane had I remained the same me. me. Fuck niggas. Bitches too. too. All I got is this money. This will do. do. So you know that you're growing and you know you're going to lose people on the path. Like yeah. that's just what happens with growth. Yeah. Certain things got to, yeah. you got to cut that fat off. Yeah. So as, a, as an artist, and again, this is art to me. This moves people. This is, this is free flowing expression. This is art. This is my form of art. It's always been my form of art before I even knew this was my form of art. Mm-hmm. I'm redistributing the wealth that I have with the responsibility that I feel. This is my justification, my justification for the privileges I've been given by the powers that be. I'm extremely expressive. Mm-hmm. You know this. You know this. He knows this. Everybody knows this. Everybody listening to this. Again, five, six pods or more. You know this. Right. I couldn't even the same way you were just having a hard time trying to conceptualize what it would be like to be deaf and blind. I this is why I'm such a huge advocate for freedom of speech. I couldn't imagine a life where I can't freely express my thoughts. I just can't even see. I don't want to I don't want to live. I don't want to live in that world. Yeah, I promise you. I will take myself out of this world before that happens. Mm-hmm. I'm not just going to be here and not be able to share and express. No, I, that's how I. That's how I get through things. That's how I. That, that's therapy for me. It's that is therapy. I understand is getting what's inside out. So not only do I feel like I'm doing whatever it is I can for people, mm-hmm. I'm doing it for myself. I, this is how I process a lot of information is through just fucking yapping at the mouth right. for long periods of time. Now, again, that doesn't happen without the thinking and that doesn't happen without the observing first. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's the base of it. But yeah, if you take, if you take that art form away from me, you take, you know, a canvas in the, the paint brushes and the paints away from the painter that paints to get his paint out and, and tell people what this person sees, the lens through there that they're looking through to to summarize what's going on in the world. They gonna they don't want to be here either. Right. You take away a microphone or a guitar from the musician, they don't want to do this shit either. Like this is the this is the only way I can I can tap into the life stream. This is the only way that I can tap into what I feel like is real in life. Mm-hmm. This is the only way I can do it for whatever, again, discipline of artistry we're talking about. So I, I yeah, nah, there's, 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 there's no way. Again, this is, this is who I am. There's no pandering here, which is, which speaks again to just the slew of ways that podcasting is evolving because you have all these different people and all they are able to give is themselves. Right. So of course there's going to be a million different ways that a podcast can go when you have a million different podcasters. Right. A million different people, a million different forms of expression right. in a way. And and it's very interesting because then when you do catch those people 
that are trying to pander, trying to do outside what it is, people aren't as stupid as we like them to think sometimes. <laughs> people can see through sometimes yeah. and say, no, nah, that's not you. You're not really giving me you. You're giving me the version of you that you think I ought to have uh-huh. or that I would like. Again, that whole contrarian thing, when I fucking called out podcasters for always, they just always got to be a contrarian. They always got to be someone that's loud and boisterous and just going to say the next inflammatory thing to try to get a click or fuck with people's minds. No, like, eh. Yeah. That's just not going to last. That's that microwave bullshit. That shit ain't going to last. Mm-hmm. So in a nutshell, that is that is my answer to that. Okay. That's, that's, that's how I feel that's about podcasting. Yeah, that's how I feel about podcasting. What you got for me? Uh... Let's see. What's the first one I'll ask you? The first one I'll ask you is, okay, I, okay. I've known you for quite some time. Clearly, everyone knows that. Yes. I love how you 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 you're you're locked in right now. You're so ready for this question because you know you got to do some thinking for it. It's not as bad as you think. Okay, let's go. I've known you for a long time. I've seen you. Snick about to ask me to to re, to recite pie right now. <laughs> Can you get past 3.14? What's, what's the next one? No. <laughs> right. Anyway, so I've seen you rap. Yeah. Rapping with friends. Ron Richards, shout out. Double uh, R. You know, and a lot of times you did that with friends. Yeah. I've seen you DJ. Yes. For a long, I don't, how long you been DJ now? Like, uh, since like 2006. It's a long time. It is. Okay. So you've you rapped. You've podcasted, you've been just around other rappers and producers and just been in that mix of underground music around. Yeah. yeah. You've now been making videos, you've been editing videos, putting them online, and you're podcasting. Right. So, my question to you is Have you found or observed a commonality in? your process of artistry that can be found in each one of these disciplines, rapping, podcasting, video production, DJing. Is there anything about all of these disciplines of artistry that, that sort of coalesce any, any bit of the processing, maybe a mental or uh, emotional state that you like to put yourself in in order to complete these things? Is there anything about all of these that you're like, oh shit, I think about it. I have to sort of be this type of person or be in this sort of space or have this sort of step in my process to complete any one of these things. Um, A step in the process that they step, all have a step in the process or again, uh, an emotional state you like to be in a mental state. You have to put yourself in. Is there any commonality between all these forms that you feel like are very important to, to your process as an, as an artist? I don't even know if I want to consider this a step, but um, I'm very, everything I do has a lot to do with emotion. I feel like okay. everything that go. I do comes from the heart, mm-hmm. especially if I'm, if I really like it and I really want to do it, like my heart has to be in it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And nobody's really dabbling in art unless you like that. art, right. like, Cause you don't have to go and paint a picture. If you don't want to 
Like, imagine you just sitting and painting a picture and being like, why am I, why am I painting this picture right now? Clearly, if you're taking part in it, there's something about it that calls to you. Yeah. Most of the time when I'm doing something creative or something in some form of artistry, I I just truly, I don't know. I just feel like I truly have to, I have to fuck with it on more than one level. Mm. Um, I have, I, I have to find something within it. Like this podcast, there's, and I don't know if any of the viewers ever picked this up, but there's sometimes I come on this podcast and I, I don't really have a ton to talk about. There was nothing that it, within the week that sparked my interest enough, that mm. hit my heart enough, that made right. me want to bring it to this podcast. And mm. then there's podcasts um, where I really come forth with a lot of creativity and you can just hear that in my voice. Yeah. You can, you know, you can, you know. The and way it's I'm usually on. overflowing with emotion. Yeah. Just like yeah. this topic you had yeah. about the blind and deaf man. That made you feel Yeah, deeply. it made me feel a certain way. You know what I'm saying? So like when it comes to the rap shit, you know, those times when I would rap, um, I've created a lot of songs that had a lot to do with, with my life, things mm-hmm. that I can relate to, things that I feel very heavily about i've written songs about my family mm-hmm. um real real story yeah you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah, like yeah. i've i've expressed myself in a way that you just know it's real you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and don't get me wrong you know what i'm saying some of them some of them old <laughs> rap lyrics were a little gregarious a little a little outrageous don't get me wrong don't get me wrong but a lot of times that shit just comes straight from my soul you know what i'm saying yeah. so what else djing mm-hmm. djing um, when I get in the booth, like I get in a zone where I just kind of like, I'm just by myself. Like, I know that there's people in there, but I'm just by myself. Like I'm in now DJing is more of a mental process. It, 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 it comes from the heart, but it's way more of a mental process as well. Um, you feel like it just takes a whole lot more mental ram to keep up. With yeah, what's going to keep on up and- with all the buttons I'm pressing, and I'm, I, I, you know, I'm trying to feel the crowd. I got to know what they want. Yeah. Um, but I have to feel it, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I have to feel that. I have to feel that vibe. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm up there in the boat, the booth, and I'm looking down, I'm, I'm feeling the vibe of the crowd. I have to be in tune with those people in yeah. order for this to, 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 you know, to be a good night. Yeah. Um, I have to take those vibes. I have to go through my list of thousands of songs. I have to feel out what is going to get these people, you know, just jumping through the roof in here right now. Mm-hmm. Because as a DJ, you could go up there, you could just put on any any song, even if it's a hot song. Like, well, is this crowd gonna fuck with it? You know what I'm right. saying? Like, yeah, what, where, what, yeah, where, where, are where is it hot? Yeah, where is yeah, it who hot? thinks it's hot? Yeah, yeah, where are we at? Yeah. I have to feel that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when it, I, I think when it comes to all of the, my creative processes and all the things that I've I've ever done, my fucking heart has you, to be in it. You, <laughs> you know can't, yeah, you can't, you can't do it without that. Yeah, feeling. I you can't can. do it without feeling like like it's sending just waves and adrenaline through my body. Yeah, like I have to love this shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That was good. That was good. Good. Good answer. I love that. I do. Yeah, because like I've there's a lot of things I've tried to do, you know, just because I seen a nigga do it, you know, but <laughs> but it doesn't always work out because my heart's not always in it. You know what I'm saying? I just think it looks yeah, cool. you you can figure that out pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. With your heart's not in something. I've had mad people try to say, Oh, you gotta do this, you gotta you get into real estate, you know, do this, do that. And I'm just like I could. Yeah. 
I could, yeah. I could do, I could do a lot of things. A nigga convinced you to sell windshields, but you quit after a day. Your heart wasn't in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, my heart was not in door to door windshield selling. No, no, it wasn't. But, but that's exactly, that's exactly the point. Right. Is you're right. I could do these things, but it's going to be super lackluster. Yeah. Like it's going, it's going to the product you're going to get is going to be trash. Yeah. Or it's just going to be just enough to get through. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's definitely, yeah. Yeah. No, quite honestly, I've done. And if you're doing art and you're doing just enough to get through, uh-huh. it's not going to last. Pe- people are not, because there are people out here putting their life yeah. into the music, putting their life into the podcast, putting their life into the painting that you're about to go look at mm-hmm. at the museum. So, you just trying to do it as a hobby? Yeah. Yeah, nah. Yeah. Yeah, nah. That ain't that ain't working. That ain't about to happen. Um, you lost. You lost. <laughs> so my next question for you. I think Drake said that on one of his last songs. He said, if this is your hobby, then come and meet your maker. Yeah, like, yeah, he did straight, yeah straight up. Like if this is what you're doing as a hobby, come, come see me, nigga. Right. Yeah. Um, so as someone who seems to miss every beat, every piece. Oh, wait a of, second. Oh, you about to go. Okay, fuck it. Yeah, you can go ahead yeah. and do your second one. Okay. Um, For someone that seems to miss every beat and every piece of, of pop culture, <laughs> I have to ask you this question. <laughs> now, this is just because I didn't know about uh, Schumer, you know, Sh- Schumer's you know, cut. No. Is that his name? Schumer, no. Schumer's I, cut of the Justice League. Because you was upset that I didn't know about that. You it's looked at me and said, nigga, that. I'm tired of you. No, nigga, it's not just that. I had to tell you what an air fryer was. Is that so, pop culture air fryer? Maybe. It may as well yeah, be. Yeah, maybe. I think I have <laughs> heard a lot well of people be. talk about air fryers. Um, but so this podcast has gone from, uh, from Spotify to Apple and Spotify to Apple, Spotify, YouTube SoundCloud. to Apple, Spotify, YouTube, TikTok. Uh, it's on Google Play. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. You SoundCloud listeners. Um, so I have to ask, now that we're on so many of these social media platforms, do you see yourself getting more into it? Do you see yourself getting more out of it? Get, getting more out into of, it? I, just social media in general. Oh, getting more, oh, getting more into social media. Yeah. The inner workings, how they work, the algorithms. Hey, one of you niggas come do this work for me. Cause no, I don't. I don't I don't wanna do this. I that's not my bag. Mm-hmm. If y'all ever wondering why the Instagram ain't popping and they're not stories uploaded every six hours, every whatever, <laughs> post coming. It's because I'm not shit. I, let me talk to the people. <laughs> I don't like your social media. I don't want nothing to do with your social media. I'm not good at this shit. It doesn't. The, when people ask me, Earl, like, why don't you ever have stories up? And not even just for the podcast. Let's let's broaden this. It's not even for the podcast. We're talking about people that have followed me on Snap. And they're just like, hey, man, you don't ever have no stories. You don't ever be doing none of this. Real quick. I'm not. Go ahead. I've been called a creep before for never posting stories. But oh, but always having- watching them. On like Instagram, uh, yeah, because like, it just seems like you just behind the scenes. You don't want nobody to know what you're doing, but you're looking at everybody else's business. Right? New, hey man, new code of ethics that are that are evolving with the technological age. Uh-huh. Certain things that you're not allowed to do. People are like you a fucking weirdo. You yeah. like, what are you doing? Why you keep looking at my stuff? 
But you, but you don't send like nothing. That. Yeah, but you don't share anything. It's sort of like, and what's interesting from a communicational standpoint, I get that. Because if you're in conversation with people and they're sharing information mm-hmm. or you're asking for information about their life in whatever right. respect, but you're not giving information, people will slowly like trust you less and less. Okay. Because they're, you're not giving it. It's not about you lying but it, it seems like a form of lying. Yeah. It seems like a form of, of hiding away and you just wanting information on other people but not giving anything yourself that could incriminate you or make you look ridiculous or put you in a vulnerable spot. But you're willing to take that from other people. Okay. Right? So I could definitely see that. I could see how that would work communicationally. And since this is all this techn- uh, technology and all these apps are in a way, whether some of us like it or not, f- furthering or let me not say furthering, expanding our means of communication, mm-hmm. whether it's for the good or the bad. I can see people now applying some of these things over here too. like, no, you're a fucking weirdo. Stop looking at my story and not ever putting one up. Yeah. We don't even talk like that. Yeah. Like, you're a fucking weirdo. <laughs> so I, I can definitely see that. Either way, I don't shit on people for posting their stories, posting on things. You do you, boo-boo. My thing is this, it's not, my, my answer for why I don't do it is it's not a natural reaction for me to do so. I would have to go out of my, I, when I'm looking at something beautiful, it's a natural response for me from nature to just look at it, to just take it in. I know for a lot of people, the natural reaction is to take out the phone and get the filters ready and start taking different angles. That's a natural reaction. It's just not my natural reaction. I just want to look at it and absorb it as I am in that moment. That's just my natural thing. So it's not natural for me to do... Now, I sound like an old-ass nigga, but that's fine. I, it's like it, It's not natural for me to do this social media stuff. Okay. For me to always be trying to capture these moments and put them out online. I, if somebody wanted to come intern and do this shit for us or something like that, help us out, I would be glad. For, for free. For free. 1,000%. We're not paying you. But, you, you know, we, we ain't got it like that yet. Uh, it's a pandemic. It's just rough. I'm on reduced hours at my job. But but that's but that's real though. I, I'm I have nothing against it. It's just it's not my bag. My bag is the artistry. Okay. I can give y'all the pods every week. Yeah. I can come give you this hour, hour and a half, two hours, two and a half. I can talk for the eternity. Right. I can give you all of this because I feel like I have the thought and reserve power. Right. I have this bubbling up of information. I'm and I'm and I feel it the same way you do as an artist. It comes through the soul first. Yeah. Right. And I get it out there and I can do it. And it's it's it seems easy to me. This seems easy to me. Conversation seems easy for me. And we're going to talk a little bit the, a little bit about that more when we answer this mindfulness question that we have that we didn't do last week. But this this is my bag. This is what I I can do. And a lot of the times when you're a little too, when you're, your personality is leaning a little bit too far into the artistry realm, you kind of lack that business side. You kind of lack that marketing and all that sort of stuff, which is sometimes why you need someone around you that can be like, listen, you good over here. You got all this taken care of. You can come in here and knock out these pods easy. But what you're not doing very well is marketing yourself. And right. that's just as important a lot of the time. Where would we be, where would we be without our engineer? You know? Exactly. We I don't need know shit about that. Not a di- we <laughs> was about what th- Mikey, we love you. Thank you 
without <laughs> you, I see everybody know. I think we said this a while ago, but we just might as well go ahead and bring it up again. Without Mikey working on these pods for us, we trash. Trash. We trash. It's going. Trash. It, it sounds like trash. It's not going to be put together. It's going to be. It's going to be humped. Yeah. It's going to be lumped up like trash. Garbage. Yeah. But that's not. That's not what we're trying to give the people. So, um, did I answer the question? Yes. Yes, you did. Okay. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 I got. I'm. I'm I, I've tried. There have been moments, there have been weeks where I'm like, I'm going to really, you know what? I'm going to grind. I'm going to get into this social media and I'm going to be over here and over there. I get into it. And again, I don't love it. So it's lackluster. I don't feel well, it when I when I click into those apps. It don't make me feel good to just be in those apps and doing a bunch of stuff. I'd much rather put the phone down and just go look at life. Well, so I think yeah. I, I think this is a good lesson for a lot of people, actually. Um, you're not going to be good at everything and you don't got to force it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you should be able, it's a good trait to have to be able to know when something just ain't you. It's yeah. not you. Right. This thing over here might be you. This thing over here is just not you and you got to be able to know that. Well, those are leadership skills, baby. That's <laughs> leadership. As a, as a, as a leader, and I do pride myself on on having leadership qualities. You have to be able to know when you're not the person for the job. Right. That that comes with you're a manager. That comes with delegating work. Right. This person's good at this. They have these qualities that make them good for this job. I'm going to put them in charge of this. The, you know what? I can talk. I read. I observe. Again, smoldering with information and feeling and emotion that brings me forth to this podcast in a way. That's clearly different. It hit different. Yeah. Not good at the social media marketing shit. Right. So I would probably, even though I'm still kind of doing that on my own, I would, I would in the future love, love nothing more to employ someone else to take care of all of that shit. That would be nice. Oh my gosh. Do I want nothing to do with scrolling and posting and captions and hashtags and filters and <laughs> none of the and algorithms and insights, especially and, the hashtags. I want <laughs> especially the hashtags. I don't want anything to do with them. So yeah, I would love to employ somebody for that. And I, yeah, do I, I've, have I learned plenty of things about social media having to do this? Yes. I don't care. <laughs> don't care. Uh, my next question with you is you and I have been working together now for a year. You've known me for a long time. Yes. Uh, so you've had to work with me colla uh, collaboratively in a friendship. Yes. Right? Yes. But now we've been working as co-creators, co-artists, co-collaborators in this podcast. Things can get shaky every now and again when you're trying to build something, art with someone else. They have different vision. Mm -hmm. They take things more seriously than you. You take certain things more seriously than them. Whatever the case may be. And I think just like most relationships, communication is key. That's who I am. You right. always know it's always going to come back to the communication for me. Mm -hmm. My question for you is, what is the most difficult part of working with me, Earl Lonnie Hooks specifically, and how do you manage that, Keon? Uh, the most mm, difficult bum, thing. Bum, bum. 
didn't see that one coming. Uh, the most difficult thing about working with roast you, me, nigga. It is oh, we are I, here for this. Hold on, hold on. Get me. It's all right. Don't hold um, back. I mean, I don't, I'm not even sure if if it's gonna be a roast or not. Mm. Um, me and you have two completely different personalities. Indeed. Uh, and I think that can shake things up a little bit, like you said. Mm. Uh, you know, our work ethic is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Uh, how we go about, you know, finding our topics and deciding on what we're going to talk about is obviously a lot different. Or different artistic um, processes. Yeah, different like, artistic processes. Right. Um, and, you know, you can be a bit of an asshole when it comes to this podcast and what we're bringing to it, uh, the way that you can express yourself because you're very expressive, uh, I believe can be a bit aggressive, a little over the top. Okay. But I, I, as your friend know that that is you. Right. And I've learned to deal with it, um, you know, to a certain extent. Right. I've learned to let's deal say with manage it. it. Let's say manage okay, it. Manage it. it. Manage yeah, it. Manage it. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, man, I learned how to tolerate you, nigga. Like I learned how to like you know just like not really listen to you. Like just let you do your own thing. Yeah. Let's say manage. It. I've learned to manage uh, my my emotions um, because I'm a very emotional person. Mm. And it's not to say that I'm sensitive, but it just means that. Everything kind of just affects me heavily. Everything touches everything you know touches you on an emotional yeah, level. Yeah, everything just touches me on an emotional level. So when I'm sitting here doing this podcast and you know, I'm thinking about our relationship outside of this, I think about preserving that. Um, I think mm-hmm. about making sure that we're both just bringing everything we can to this table. And mm-hmm. I know that as long as I do that then we're not really going to have any issues here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. I, you know, it's interesting that you said that because completely forgot about it until you said preserving relationships outside of this Joe Budden podcast. Joe Budden we podcast. Just, we, we just seen that they're, they're going through some shit. His co-hosts are not back yet. They're dealing with some, from what reportedly some friendship issues, right? Some ego issues. Some you're not treating me like a respectable person issues. Yeah. Not the money isn't split up issues, right? <laughs> right. Which to me, because a lot of people, what I think is funny is a lot of people are like, oh, it's not about money. Everybody thinks it's about money. Nigga, it'd be easier if it was. Yeah. If it was about money, we can find some money. Yeah. Behind all of this, we can find some money and get the money out to the people. That's no problem respect not being there camaraderie rapport not being there that's different that's something deeper in the tapestry that's something deeper in the water mm-hmm. that, that has to be extracted has to be dealt with so when you say that i i mean i don't want to speak on them too much because again we don't really know the ins and outs of what they're going through but i do know that at one point rory one of the co-hosts of joe budden said well, you don't know what's going on in my life anymore because we stopped talking for the sake of the podcast. The people in the podcast stopped talking. The co-hosts stopped talking as much as they did before. They were great friends before. We stopped talking so much so that all of that organic, natural flow of words and ideas and experiences come to the podcast and is their liquid gold going through the microphone, mm-hmm. right? Right. I thought that that was a very interesting take. I understand the take. 
Ernest, because we've had the conversation of should we start like are we going to be like talking less because we do a podcast? Yeah, now? we've definitely had that conversation because we don't want to use up all this greatness. And there's through, still through there's, just our FaceTime conversations. There's still times where like I'll just stop this nigga like you know what we'll save that for later. Right. But we've never just stopped talking to each other. That's just weird. Again, I understand weird. the take because they're trying to. They think that this is the thing that's going to take the podcast to the next level, right? It's going to it's going to break the glass ceiling. If we stop talking, we just bring it here. We're putting our life online. We're putting up kind of our friendship on the line. Yeah, bit, the the bond that we have through these conversations. You and I talk all the fucking time. Yeah. So for us to just like stop talking for the podcast, that would be that would be a drastic difference in both of it's our lives. Some some days if I don't hear from this nigga, I'm thinking like, damn, what's this, what is this nigga on? <laughs> like, like, where is this nigga? What is this nigga on? <laughs> I thought that I think I saw like two days ago, like you didn't call me anything. I was like, man, you must be having a busy day. <laughs> I was like, hmm, what was going on? Like, you must be having a busy day. Like, usually hits me up, like, all right, whatever. Like, I, 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 but, but that is funny because, again, abundance. Yeah. For me, and it's so interesting when you truly as I feel I have tap into abundance and what perspective really is and just how if you, and I think we did, did we do perspective on the last one? I think we did perspective, yeah, perspective on the last, last one. one. It, when you truly understand the power of a shift of perspective can have, it's, it's every, it's everything. It's monumental. Is that just, is that just, is that, should we just call that an epiphany? An epiphany that I had, yeah, but I had that a long, long time ago, right. but it's an epiphany that people need to get on. Yeah. That a shift in perspective yeah. will change the entire paradigm, the whole prism in which you are living life inside. It'll change everything. Mm -hmm. So I get that take, not wanting to talk. Let's save every little drop of greatness that could possibly happen in a conversation for the podcast. I get the take. I understand where they're coming from. Do I feel that way about myself? No. But why don't I? It's because I've shifted my perspective and I look at that take a completely different way for myself. Now, in order also, I should say this, in order for you to be able to even execute, that's what I said, for you to execute this perspective, you do have to have a reserve power of ideas and thoughts. So that's something that you constantly have to be intaking in order to do what it is I'm about to say. Right. Now that's something that I feel like I have and I found out a way through my artistic expression and process to, I, I found a way to sustain that and build upon that. So this is something I'll never worry about having something to say. I'll never worry about that because mm -hmm. I figured out what I have to do in order for that to be me. I've, I've got that. I'm done. Right. I wash my hands of that. That's, handled. I have no issue getting into anything, jumping in something, doing a fucking do-si-do -si -do to Macarena. You give me anything and I can find a rhythm in conversation. No problem. So my perspective is I've, I've, you know, I used to play a lot of instruments. I used to play well, a lot of instruments. I used to play guitar a lot, acoustic guitar, uh, classical nylon string guitar, electric guitar, blues guitar. I love that. But... <laughs> 
Did you learn the Beat It solo? I didn't learn the Beat It solo. By the, he's going to give me shit for the rest of my life. The Beat It solo, by the way, is it's, it's a difficult solo. It's not just anybody's not just going and learning the Beat It solo. And you can find mad people on YouTube that think they know a solo and that don't it don't sound like the Beat It solo. It don't really sound like it. Is the fuck you. So I'm going past what you got for me right now. I didn't learn the Beat It solo. The thing is this. I know what jamming looks like. I know what jamming feels like. And because, again, I've broadened my horizons and I look at most things in life as coming from the same source. It don't matter to me if we have instruments in here and we're playing instruments together and jamming Mm -hmm. or if we're doing drugs together and we have to be on the and we're on the same wavelength because we're both smoking weed or doing acid, whatever the case, and we're both on the same wavelength and we're able to to jam or another way to put it, it was to to stir the pot of thoughts and ideas in such a way that we can both drink from it and gain a better understanding. Right. Right. Cause that's really all yeah. jamming is, is gaining a rhythm with one another. Yeah. It 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 does it doesn't matter for me. Us having conversations off the podcast, that is jamming to me. Yep. Other people have a hard time tapping into certain things or having this again try, even trying to understand this take or execute this take because they they're not looking at just hanging out with someone and talking as jamming right but i am every time we're doing it we're picking up the instruments and we're jamming we're finding that rhythm we're building that rapport we're building that bond we're further enforcing and reinforcing mm-hmm. that's that's sort of what that is and because i feel like i've done the work to be able to continue to intake and absorb information so many different ways, so many different facets of life. I'll never be worried about how much you and I talk on a phone call because I got some shit still. Yeah. I, I still got some shit. So like when Lil Wayne was just putting out mixtapes, yeah. was just dropping mixtape after mixtape and people were like, yo, Lil, you should probably chill. Like, how long are you going to be able to do this for? Just watch. <laughs> just watch. Lil Wayne just kept dropping yeah. shit. Drought yo. two, drought three. That... All of them, no ceilings. That, that early, that early two thousands Wayne. I'm dropping because he found like his that. process. He found whatever it is in him that was gold at the time. Yeah, he was like, oh yeah, I'm in this. They don't know what it is I do behind the scenes, but whatever it is, he found out. He knew I can keep dropping these. Y'all have to be sparing with the way that you drop stuff, right? Because y'all don't have this moldering wealth, this abundance coming through you. You haven't found it out for yourself. I have. So I'm going to keep dropping these mixtapes. And they all fire. Yep. <laughs> and they all fire. Yep. And that's how I feel about the podcast. It's fire. Come, any of, these, any of these episodes, come, come. They fire. I'm, yep. not, I'm not lacking in any of these. Yep. And you and I talking every day. Every single day. So again, it's that Joe Budden podcast dilemma that they got going on. Rough. Rough. It's not going to be me. Yeah. It's not going to be me. And that's, I mean, you know. And sometimes people if, have to go through that so that other people can see what's going on and be like, okay, how can I not do that? If if Rory and Maul do end up coming back, I mean, you can't, like, can you, you can't really expect the podcast or the, to, to be the same. You know what I'm saying? The vibe yeah, in no. the room. It's yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely going to be the same. It's not going to be nearly as believable. Yeah. I mean, as far as the camaraderie goes, it's not mm-hmm. going to be as believable. Because you're just sitting there thinking like, eh, these niggas don't even like each other. Yeah, like they don't really like each other. I can see through that fake smile, them fake laughs, whatever the case. Yeah, like it's just not It's just not the same. And maybe yeah. they do really piece it up and they really find a way to move through it. 
I mean, and that then, would be great. But, but if that is the case, we'll be able to see that too. We'll be able yeah, to sense exactly. that through the conversation, exactly through the eye contact. If there's going to be eye contact through the body language, exactly. through some of the things that they're willing and vulnerable enough to share with the other people, we will be able to see. We'll be able to see it. Um, exactly. So yeah, yeah, definitely not going to be me. But um, I, I definitely urge. I think it is imperative for not just podcasters but artists to figure out how to just do some research into reserve power, thought and reserve power. I've talked about it before. I think that especially for anyone doing public speaking, I'm going to throw a gem out there. Dale Carnegie's book of the art of public speech or public speaking is an extremely great book. Hopefully you can take the gems out of there. Some of the stuff is very dense it can be very poetic, very hard to understand. They make a lot of references from a lot of icons in the literary senses and just academia. But if you can understand that sort of stuff, it's a, it's a great book. It, it, it'll do a lot for you. So, yeah, that, that, that's how I feel about all of that. All right, man. Um, I think we both have one more question each, which yes. is our meaningfulness question that we both need to answer. Yes, sir. What we got? The card that we pulled last time was that we didn't get to do last week because we had to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Hopefully you guys, maybe somebody has gone and watched Antebellum since now. Great Hopefully. Movie. Yeah. Interesting movie. Anyway, we're off that. Where have you found peace? Now, what I thought was interesting about this, and I told you as soon as we stopped the recording two, pos- two podcasts ago, that the way that people phrase questions for me are very interesting. I read in all sorts of stuff. When you say, where have you found peace? Before you answer the question, you are admittedly saying there was turmoil before. Mm-hmm. Like if I had to find the piece, then it wasn't going so hot before. I didn't mm-hmm. feel so good about it. So it's letting people in a little bit more into some aspect of your life, whatever it is you have chosen. What do you got for me, Keon? Where have you found peace in life? I found peace in the pandemic. Peace in the pandemic. I found Woo! peace. You see, this is what I'm talking about. You podcasters aren't ready. You're not ready. Like y'all aren't. You're, you're not saying that. <laughs> you, you're you're not. I'm sorry to cut you off. Just keep where you at. Y'all aren't ready. Y'all aren't talking like us. I think it's very interesting when you see some people mm-hmm. in any given realm. I've been watching a lot of battle rap recently. I told you that. I promise. I, I'm gonna let you get back where you're going. I'm just gonna do this real fast. I'm not gonna spit a verse. Um. I'm not gonna spit a verse. I don't. I don't. I don't think I have any verses. Often, I know that this one nigga said he was talking about scratching the numbers off the gun, right? He said, "I gave the cannon a whole new look. Love don't cost a thing." <laughs> Nick Cannon, a whole new look. That's what. Love don't cost a thing. <laughs> that sort of processing right there is just is just interesting to me. Yeah. Like, where did you? Where did you get that from? The the, the Chris Brown, uh, excuse me, uh, excuse me, miss. Yeah. This motherfucker said, excuse me, miss? I seen you from across the room. <laughs> excuse me, miss? miss? I, like I that. seen you from across the room. When you do things like that, when you say these things and you break them down, I'm just thinking, how do you do that? Yeah. Like, what is your process, yeah. battle rapper? How were you, how was your mind? T- were you just listening to Chris Brown one day and you just heard the lines differently? Like, how do you go about taking 
some of these references and putting them in your rap bars about killing people and stuff like that. It's so wild. To me. I mean, he's it's probably like the process uh, from um, from Rabbit, aka Eminem, on Eight Mile. Nigga <laughs> was on the bus just jotting jot stuff, just shit crossing over shit. Yeah, just jotting like, random stuff. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I just want to know what the, what the process looks like in people's minds because that right. to me looks jumbled up and weird and lumpy and yeah but i'm so but i know that if i, I would have let people into my mind in the way that i process stuff it would look the same uh-huh. it would be like what the like there's just shit all over the place what is going on in here so like so that, I just, uh that zach galifianakis or i don't know I probably mm, that no that, that is his name galifianakis. That, uh that meme where uh when he's he in the casino just in all the oh fucking, yeah all the equations the, yeah. are going everywhere exactly <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. it is like he's rain man yeah. for you like counting cards at the casino table yeah. exactly it's, it, it could it could look like that to someone else um wait what the fuck were we just talking about Peace oh yeah the so the thing is it's oh. interesting when you oh. see people because i'll watch certain battle raps and everyone's clearly like good like yeah. they, they're doing stuff that we couldn't do but then it's interesting when you see like the top tier people do it mm-hmm. And sometimes they'll be rapping and they'll be like, this nigga ain't talking like me. He ain't talking like me. <laughs> and I feel him. Yeah. It's like, yo, there's nothing you could possibly do to beat this guy. <laughs> Again, this isn't a physical thing where if you go work out or you go run a whole lot, you're going to surpass that person. Maybe there's his brain is working differently. That, yo, there's just nothing. Freestyling takes a ton of brain power. Right. It, it does. But you also have to understand that these podcasts that we doing are it's a lot of the same muscle. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of the same muscle that we're using. Mm-hmm. So the way that we're answering stuff, the way that we're conceptualizing certain questions a lot of yo, y'all just ain't doing this. <laughs> y'all just ain't, y'all ain't talking like me. Yeah. And there's just, sometimes there's just nothing you can do because as I stated earlier, you can only give yourself. There's nothing outside of who you are and what you've experienced and what you think that you can put out. This there's, is real. Yeah, there's this nothing. Is, there's this nothing. is not a facade. These are just the people that we are. Right, exactly. So I'm going to just be me and do this, but you ain't talking like this. Right. But anyway, go ahead. Tell them how you found peace in the pandemic. Uh, bars. Bars. So I found peace in the pandemic. And the way that I want to break that down and explain it is before the pandemic started, I felt like I was in a place, and, I, and I've, I've expressed this before, I felt like I was in a place where it was just a lot of tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really see anything outside of my day-to-day processes. Mm-hmm. You know, I go to work, I come home, I play some PlayStation, uh, you know, I, I I I have fun with my family. Right. And all those things are great. <sighs> But the pandemic started, it, you know, it, it took me out of work and it gave me back one of the more valuable things that there is in life. And you're going to like this, but it gave me back time. Mm-hmm. I, have, I haven't had this much time in, I can't even remember, right. you know, yeah. like I've never oh, had yeah, for sure. this much time. Oh, yeah, probably since you were a fucking kid. Like, yeah. Yeah. A long time ago. I've never had this much time. And with that, I've taken it upon myself to put my put myself somewhere better mentally i've expanded my horizons on the things that i right. w- you know want to get into and want to enjoy i found hobbies let me found out this nigga found abundance <laughs> in life i did find some abundance um and as far as the peace goes i just feel better i feel like a better person 
You know, mm. I feel like I've grown in this in this year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I feel like I'm just in a better place uh, mentally. I'm I'm thinking differently. I'm you know I'm using my time a little bit better. I'm I'm focusing a little bit better uh, when it comes to school mm-hmm. things like that. I've just been able to take more of a grasp and just feel like I'm controlling things a little bit better mm. versus my life just controlling me like yeah. the things that i've signed up for you think you are, found some some clarity some yeah clear i definitely found you know i can see clearer now the yes. rain is gone yes so it just it feels good you know i feel like i'm more at peace and now i don't know what's going to happen when i do go back to work full time right yeah, that's yeah. going to be you know something in it's you know in itself mm-hmm. uh you know yeah. only time will tell i've thought about this but uh I've, I've I feel like I've really just found myself. Yeah. Um. And and that mm. that's peaceful. Hey, that's a bar. That 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 truly is a bar. I like that a lot. For me, sir, where I have found peace, and this is gonna this is gonna be interesting because I I think that as vulnerable as we've been, as open and accessible as we've as we have been on this podcast, this has probably been something that has been answered in a multitude of different other ways throughout the other episodes. Yeah. So I decided I was going to try to find something that was a bit out of left field that you might be like, really? Okay. So where I found peace, there is a spectrum for everything as we've talked about. Right. How I love to... I love to expound upon that on this podcast has been has been imperative to my life because I have to continuously tell myself, look at the spectrum, look at the bigger picture, like get outside of yourself. Social anxiety. Huge thing. Yeah. For a lot of people. Being in certain social situations that you're uncomfortable with. Right. So maybe you're not with your friends and family. Maybe those make you feel uncomfortable being around friends and family. That's not my life, but maybe that is. But whatever situation you're in that makes you feel uncomfortable, you could be dealing with what do they think about what it is I'm saying right now? Is what it is what I'm saying right now enough for them? Do they even give a fuck about what I'm saying right now? Who am I here? What's my identity amongst these people? Like, who am I to be here? Where do I fit in here? It's a hell of a rabbit hole. It's a be, exactly because once you open it up, there's just a million different questions to ask yourself. Yeah. It's and, just it's like quicksand. And then exactly, and you become swallowed up by you become consumed by yeah. it. Right? It's yeah. everywhere around you. You don't know how you got there now. Right. And the further down you go, the further time you spend in it, the fur- the harder it is to get out of it. Yeah. And you find yourself not being in the moment at all. Now you just somewhere else. Now all those things that you were really frightened of, now all those things are actually happening. You brought those into existence yep. because you just continue to think about them. I think we've all been, we're all on the spectrum of having social anxieties depending upon what you're doing, who you are, what the time is, how you feel you know, what the, the varying circumstances are in any given moment in time. So I have felt social anxiety. I've also said to you on one of these podcasts that being brave isn't about not be ever feeling fear. Yeah, It's about how to channel that energy and what it is you're doing with it. 
And so I've looked at myself as a courageous person because through time, there have been many times where I'm thinking, oh, how is this social situation going to go? A lot of people don't think that about me, that I just go in things and I'm just who I am. Every time I pop up somewhere, I've definitely thought about how things are going to go and I've, I've gotten anxious about things in time. I've also been the person that would willingly throw myself into those situations because I knew that I was uncomfortable in those situations and I knew that's where I needed to be in order to grow. Right. Because I'm that type of person to look those dark things in the face. That's just what I like to do because I know that's where the growth happens. Right. So I'll say, okay, if I go hang out with all these new people, like at Iron Age, it's going to be weird. Like there's a very good chance it's going to be weird. I don't know these people. They don't know me. We don't know the vibes. We don't know the personalities, what's going on, but I'm just going to, I'm going to go. I'm just going to go. So throughout the years of my life, it's just gotten easier and easier. I'd be giving a fuck less, but a fuck more in other respects. <laughs> but I've become so, so solid, so self-respected and solidified in, there's another word saying solid, solidified in my belief of myself and my talents when it comes to communication and handling myself in social situations. And so I have a confidence that comes with getting so many wins in life. If you do something a whole lot and you're winning a whole lot, your confidence is going to go up like, oh, I guess I can actually do this thing. Yeah. So throughout life, putting myself in these so-called I don't know, unexperienced experiences, these untrodden pathways. And I'm just like, well, I'm just going to go see what it gives me. We're just going to see what happens, but I'm going to put myself there, but I'm going to believe in my abilities enough to where I know I'm going to be able to get myself out of this. I know I'm going to be able, I'm not sinking. I'm swimming. Right. You throw me in there. I'm going to swim. I'm going to find a way. Now that's not what everything, that's just what social situations because of who it is. I am again, conversationally. I feel like it just works. Yeah. So that's that's a big part of where I found peace. I've just realized in hanging out with so many different groups of people, whether they're my friends, my 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 family, which I've said on multiple occasions, I'm getting able to see the change in the way that they look at me. They mm-hmm. see me more as an equal, as an adult. Mm-hmm. The way that I express myself, they're like, okay, he ain't no child. Okay, Earl. Yeah, like it's not <laughs> even any of that anymore. Like I'm getting my sh- I'm getting my shit off. You're going to sit here and listen. And you can say, okay, or as much as you want, but you ain't nothing I said was a lie just now. Right. And nothing I said didn't make sense. Now, whether you want to think about it and let it settle in or not, that's your own problem. But I'm not just out here just pulling stuff out my ass, just saying words just for the sake of saying words. I don't like that. As much as people think I like to talk simply because I do a podcast and hear me talk to you for two hours a week, doesn't mean I like to talk for the sake of talking. Mm-hmm. I will easily just shut my fucking mouth and just observe, just be around if that's what the situation calls for. Okay. Because I like that too. That's fine. But I feel extremely peaceful and, and I feel whole knowing that you can put me anywhere in front of anybody in any situation. And I feel confident I'm going to be okay. I feel confident knowing that I'm going to be able to speak to these people, relate to these people on multiple levels, probably make some people laugh, make some people feel good about themselves, get a better understanding of people by not combating them on every little point that they have that I disagree with them on. There's mad shit. There's mad tools in my utility belt that I got to throw out there at any given moment in time. 
So I just feel I'm, I'm getting to another level, another level of ascension that has given me a new level of understanding about my confidence and what it is I bring to the table socially. So that's where I found a whole lot of peace in life. That's nice, my, that's man. my answer. Nice. we got man what, what, what else you want to you want to talk about um, man? you know well i know you got some things so i've been you know i've expressed on here more than once this has been a deep ass pod i feel like this one like this episode has been <laughs> like oh my goodness actually you know what i'm not even going to talk about what i just started talking about okay I'm talk about something else oh reserve power again we just got shit in the cut like what y'all want so what y'all want i came across a tweet not too long ago it said I've never really had a dream job. I just want to be paid. I have a dream lifestyle. And I, I looked at that and I read it and I was just like, wow, that I feel like I could relate to it. Um, I felt like a lot of time there's always this pressure at a young age for kids to kind of just be thinking about what they want to do with their futures um, there could be a lot of pressure from parents, mm-hmm. a lot of kids going to school and failing out because they're only going to school because their parents are, you know, putting that on them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, well, what if we just take it from a different perspective? We give these kids some time to figure out exactly what it is that they really want to do instead of, you know, forcing them to find that so early. But even outside of that, what if what if what if they tell you that they don't know or they don't really have a dream job? Mm. Is that okay? Mm. I, I mean, I think that's okay, but I feel like a lot of older people might not feel that way. Um, but that I have a dream lifestyle, that shit just hit me like right in my soul. Cause I just I have so I've never really outside of maybe DJing, I've never dreamed of just being this thing or having this occupation. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Right. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to that, even though I, I feel like not everyone's talking about it. I feel like a lot of people can relate to that statement. I do have a dream lifestyle. I do want to be paid. I want to just live a fruitful life. But where does that money come from? Shit, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah. And and that's that's the problem. That's the <laughs> issue that I'm having with this with this statement is I got a dream lifestyle. That's funny because it sounds like you just want to come in this world and just live, and just just live whatever lifestyle it is you deem yourself to be entitled uh-huh. to have uh-huh. or deserving of mm-hmm. without putting in the work. Like, what do you mean you just want to be paid? So does that mean that you're willing to take whatever job that's going to get you paid? Because um, because I'm assuming that that dream, that 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 dream lifestyle also has ser- peace and serenity in mm-hmm. it. Right. Mm. But we know that that doesn't just come with the money. Right. We know that by now. So what are we really talking about here? Well, I guess you you, you can't. I I get. So what are you saying? Like you find like you're saying that. Excuse me. You're saying that. um, You have a dream lifestyle and in it you have you have money, you got cars, you got Mm. houses, you got all these things you can chill, whatever. But how do you get to that point? That's what I'm saying. If you don't, well, it's got to be funded, you, obviously. Right, it's got to be funded, but funded how? So we're talking about you having to work for someone or do something that you don't necessarily care to do. Mm-hmm. The love of it, since you don't have a dream job or something you can really 
find yourself loving and fall into wholeheartedly Mm -hmm. that you're just looking to pick something up that's going to make you some money. But with that Mm -hmm. is going to come some turmoil or some shit that you don't want in your dream lifestyle. What I'm saying is the two are incongruous. Mm -hmm. You're just saying, oh, I'll just take this because I want to be paid. But you're not thinking about the things that have to come with you being paid that are that are also going to maybe rinse out some of the things that are a part of that dream lifestyle. Well, I guess I don't know that I'd necessarily settle when it comes to the job that I'm, you know, I'm going to be working. I'm obviously going to try to find something that I enjoy, but I just I don't know that everybody is out here just working jobs that they absolutely love. No, no, it's 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 not. But there, but there are reasons for that, and that's a separate discussion mm-hmm. that needs to be had. Is can everybody in the world do what they love, and everybody just be making money doing what they love? Probably not. Sounds sounds a little wild. It mm-hmm. doesn't sound like that's really going to be the case. Somebody's got to do the hard work, and a lot of people aren't really a fan of doing the hard work, but mm-hmm. they got to do it. Certain things that were set in place, just they were handed some of the cards that are going to make them a bit more susceptible to becoming one of these people that are doing something for a long time that they don't want to do, but is putting food on the table and putting clothes on the back and a roof over their head. That's the case. But the thing is, if you're just talking about someone that sort of, sort of has enough, they sort of have the infrastructure where maybe they could find the way doing something that they love. Mm -hmm. Well, then there's the, the whole issue of not finding anything that you can wholeheartedly fall into Mm -hmm. anything that you can truly love. And then, the next step is finding a way to monetize it. There are a lot of things that stop us from doing the things that we love to do. A lot of it just being a lack of confidence, mm-hmm. a lack of resources, a lack of information. Mm-hmm. Like that, th- like th- those are conversations to be had. But to just say, I'm just, I'm just ready to be paid because I got a lifestyle I'm trying to live. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, so does everybody in the world. Everybody <laughs> has a lifestyle that they would like to be living. But is we got to get there. Is that an irresponsible statement? I think it's kind of, I think it's unsophisticated. I'm even okay. using that word a whole lot more. I think it's unsophisticated. Unsophisticated? I think a lot of things that people say are unsophisticated. Mm-hmm. I think that it just, it sounds really good. Mm-hmm. It sounds like some shit that will get a bunch of retweets, mm-hmm. but then when you start breaking it down, it's like, oh shit, okay, I guess I don't actually <laughs> know what the fuck I'm talking about. But I guess in a different perspective, maybe the dream lifestyle is the job. Who knows? <laughs> like that just, Like just living. Living to work. Some people, some people live simply to work. They love, you know oh, what I'm Okay, they, well, then you love what it is you're doing right, at that point. But, but like I said, it's also just a different perspective. So, so it's like you found the thing that you love doing, and then that gave you the lifestyle. So you just won on both sides there. Yeah. Yeah, like, so again, you didn't have one without the other. Right, right, right. Okay. okay. Yeah. Like, I, okay. I, I get it. People just want to not really do anything but have the lifestyle mm-hmm. or, or think that they're going to do something that they don't necessarily love or maybe they hate. But once it brings them the money, the happiness and the lifestyle that they have is going to come afterwards. And again, if you're thinking about the lifestyle as just the the amalgamation mm-hmm. of items and assets and things like that, that's one thing. But if you're also talking about how you think, how you envision yourself feeling about yourself in life and people around you, mm-hmm. like your 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 mood, mm-hmm. your your status of happiness on any given day. That's a different topic. Right. That's a different thing because that lifestyle that you're envisioning may not bring you those things. Mm-hmm. It may bring you the opposite. Mm-hmm. So that's why I just say it's an unsophisticated. I got you. Like answer. <clears throat> it's a. It's a. It's, it's a. a it's a good starter. It's, it's a, a good starter. It's a statement that can be broken down into many more conversations. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a good, like I said, wow. it's a good start. That's, I just said many more. We, j- we were just talking about that before. Many more. No, you can do many more. Many more? You can say You can do more? many more. Yeah, we're going to have a grammar class. This is the podcast of grammar and perce- perception. And spectrum and, and spectrum. abundance. And abundance. By the way, listeners, this episode is brought to you by abundance. Find some. <laughs> Find some in life because it's there. That's what abundance means. <laughs> it's there for the taking. It's either you're seeing it or you're not, but it's there. Anything else you want to talk about? You find um, uh, necessary or imperative nah. that we speak about today, right now? Not today. Not right now. Yeah, I think we got, yeah, again, I, plenty of stuff just bubbling up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to take too much time here. Too many of y'all motherfuckers complaining about the time on the pods anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, let me, matter of fact, let me do this and then we can do our last words and get out of here. I was having a conversation with my dad the other day. Oh, shit. This was for my grandmother's 91st birthday she just had. Oh, my God. We living. We out here living. She out here. She's still walking around. Vodka with the orange soda every day. Lit, having good conversations. She's sending mad letters out to people. She's always doing all these e like e-cards to people. She's... She's just into shit. She's uh-huh. doing stuff. She's still trying to fiddle around with the piano. She's watching the news. She's reading stuff. She's, she's still out here, 91 years old, sharp, mm-hmm. still having conversation with people. Great. Has nothing to do with anything I'm talking about. But he's cooking out. We're on the back deck, putting some stuff on the grill. Beautiful day what out. What's he making? Oh, he made all sorts of stuff. You know, my he hot dogs, not, sausages. And by the way, for every one of these things I'm going to say, there's also a vegan version of it because of my uh, aunt. Mm-hmm. So there's sausages, hot dogs, there's burgers, there's ribs, there's steaks. There's all sorts of stuff out there. You got the corn. There's mad. There's and then, and then off of that, there's sprouts and beets and kimchi and a bunch of other stuff. Right for the for the more healthy side of it. You know they like to they tell like them, to combine. The tell two. them tell them to see me on the grill. Okay. <laughs> He'll see you on the grill. He'll see you and Mikey and RJ and just whoever else who wants to have a cook off with the, with the pops. Y'all come to the crib. Y'all know where we at. Come have a cook off. I'm not even going to say he's just going to kill y'all. I'm not even saying that. But come have a cook off. Salmon. Ooh, the way you do the salmon on the grill. Is it y'all don't even know about that. Is it stuffed? You don't stuff your salmon every time. Is it stuffed? You don't even like salmon. You be making fun of me. Like, I ate salmon last night. It's not even about this. Let me get to the <laughs> point so we can do our last words and leave. And I'm going to tell my dad you said all this shit too. But the thing is this. We were talking about art. And for a lot of people, artists in, in included, don't like to give a dissertation with every piece they put out. Mm-hmm. A lot of them just want it to be, you figure it out. You look at it, whatever it is you interpret from this, that's your relationship with this piece of art. That's how value on art is even appraised. That's how it's happened, right? Like, how do, do people want this? And what are what is someone willing to pay? That's all value is. None of this shit is worth anything. Right. It's just what is someone willing to pay for it? And some people don't care to read, to, to understand if there's a little plaque that comes next to a piece of art or some of that. People don't want to read. People don't want to watch interviews and know what was going on in the artist's mind, what they were going through at that time, what the era was like when this piece of art came out, no matter, again, what type of art it is. 
Nobody gives a fuck about any of that. They just like play the song or let me see the painting, or whatever the case may be. I don't need any backstory. I didn't, don't need to know how this connects to this other thing over here that's a bit more monumental and we know about, but we don't know about this thing, even though that inspired this great thing. Don't need, I don't need to connect the dots on none of this. Give me the thing. I'm going to experience it. I'm going to walk away. My dad feels the exact opposite. He feels like you should be putting these things together because it gives a better idea of what the art truly means. Mm -hmm. Was this art inspired from someone else? Why do we know about this piece, but not that piece, if that's the case? What era did this take place in? What was this person going through? How were they feeling? What was their personal life like? Like he likes to know all the different dots, as much information as he can about any given piece or an artist, because it gives him a better, fuller understanding of the piece of art in and of itself. What do you got? But art is also his thing. I feel like, like he has a strong understanding, like he's going to dive into it a little more than, you know, your then, average Joe. Then, then the lay, then the lay person, then the, the average sort of casual consumer yeah. of the thing. So the point that I'm getting to is this, because I'm glad you said that, because I can just end it here. We're putting out two hour long pods sometimes. Mm-hmm. You don't have to listen to the whole two parts. If you're still listening, we're like an hour 55 into this right now. If you're still listening, it's because you care what we have to say till the end. It's because you want to stick around and listen. If you don't care for the length of it, stop at 30 minutes. Stop at an hour. Stop whenever you feel like you've gotten whatever it is you need to get. If you want to come back to it later in a couple of days and listen to the rest, do that. We do recommend that you do that. So my thing is for people that that have uh, some sort of contention with the fact that these pods are so long, don't, don't listen to it all. Just, just don't listen to it all. Same thing that my dad's talking about. If you don't want to read this information that this person or the curator of the gallery has put together so that you can have a fuller understanding of what the piece meant to the artist. And what it means to the culture, if you don't want to read that plaque, that's fine. You don't have to read it. Just look at it and just keep keep it moving. Right. But for the people that care, for the people that truly want it, for the people that are a little bit deeper into it, we're going to put this work together because this is respect to the craft right. itself. So that's just how I feel about this. If you feel like these are a little bit too long for your liking, that's fine. You don't have to listen to the whole thing. I'm not going to be upset with you. That is completely okay for the people that want to listen to the end because they find value in listening to or watching a whole story take place and not just reading chapters three and five of a book. You want the entire thing because it's it's hard to because it's hard three to, and five. It's hard to conceptualize. I know a lot of people that can just like start watching a movie and like stop it. I have a hard time doing that. I can I have a hard time starting a book or starting a movie or something and not. And feeling like I have so, like sort of a grasp on it. Like, no, I need to finish the whole thing yeah. for me because a lot of the times chapters one, two, three, and four aren't going to really make sense until you reach chapter 27, 8, 9, 29, and 30. Right. It's not going to make sense. I need the entire picture to be put together and be like, oh, that was a lot of the significance of what took place earlier on in the story. Mm -hmm. So you read books and, and watch movies, you understand the significance of the entire story put together. So that's that's pretty much what what I got for the people. That's 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 really all I got. Those are your last words? Uh no, those are not oh, my last oh. words. And and to be honest, before the last words, let's go ahead and draw this card. Okay. Our meaningfulness card 
for this week that we will be responding to next week is what do you dream of achieving one day? How fucking funny is this? <laughs> your your dream lifestyle, I guess. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, so what do you dream of achieving one day? We'll, we'll, we'll come back and, and talk about this. Now we got to find a new creative way to, to answer this, but this is what we yeah, do. We'll figure it out. This, this is what we do. What are your last words for the people? Um, My last words for the people. I would say don't be afraid to step outside of your boundaries um, because there's a lot, there's a lot to figure out and a lot to see out there. Um, and as someone that's personally held themselves back from doing a lot of things out of a lack of confidence or even, you know, interest, um, curiosity, curiosity. Yeah. Um, I can tell you that there's a lot to see and do out there and, holding yourself back is, is really going to, you know, cause you to miss out on a lot in life. So there you go. I think that's, that's definitely a great way to end sort of around the same thing is you locking the door on your mind Mm -hmm. and throwing away the key and saying, I'm done. This is where I am. I don't want any more experience out there. Whatever it is I've I've reaped, whatever it is I've absorbed, I've experienced in however many years it it has been since you've been placed on this planet. I don't need anything else. That to me is clearly one, your prerogative as a human being that you do you. I see it as a travesty. I do. I think that there's, like you said, so much to see, so many things to experience, so many things to feel, and so many different degrees of feeling that thing. Mm -hmm. There are waves of epiphany, as you have brought up, where you feel like you learned something once, and then it comes back another time in a different way, and you're like, oh, I thought that I kind of got a grasp on this the last time. This is a more profound way of feeling and experiencing this type of situation. And, and for me, that's a, that's a place where I believe we've both found peace. Mm -hmm. Again, like you said, you found peace in yourself Mm -hmm. and, and understanding that there's so much more out there that you don't know. You continue to do it. Just you reading that small article about the blind deaf guy gives you a little bit more insight just a just a tad bit more insight to what's going on, but that is that is a a contribution. It, no matter how small, how big it is, it's a contribution to whatever it is you're allowed to see in the world. Yeah, and that has changed you to some degree. Yeah, and it, and that could have possibly opened up the door for the next small thing. Yep. That's going to help you and contribute to your way of life and your seeing and understanding of what the fuck this reality is. If reality is a thing at all. <laughs> Those are my last words. That's all I got. That's all I got. Episode 54. Peace.